Before we get into cheap heat this week, let me remind everyone, you know about the Daily, ESPN's Daily Podcast. The ESPN Daily is something different, all right? Check out the ESPN Daily Podcast with Mina Kimes every single day, wherever you find podcasts. It's amazing. Yes, sir, we promised you a great man event here tonight. And it is professional wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the number one sports and recreation podcast in the world, Cheap Heat. Um, In a New York City that's supposedly about to be pelted by a tropical storm. Has that tropical storm uh, come to Philadelphia yet, Stack Guy Greg? Oh, yes, it has. It's on its way. (laughs) Let me tell you. Is it starting to rain hard there? Yeah, it is. Um, It is on the way. So uh, that's that's the the situation we're in right now on a Friday morning on the East Coast. You'll probably be hearing this by Friday afternoon. Hope everyone's doing well. Hope everyone enjoyed the Edge interview last week. I know we certainly did. Um, SGG, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And of course, you know, universal praise for the for the Edge interview. Is there universal praise? Seeing. I didn't. I didn't get enough praise. I didn't. I didn't see enough conversation about Edge. Frankly. I didn't. I, I don't think we got enough either. But. What we got was all praise. I mean, I didn't. I just didn't see. And maybe I didn't. Maybe I waited too long to get the full YouTube up. I maybe that was the problem. Um, Which yeah, we should let people know right now. They can go catch it on YouTube, the full video. Yeah, and by the way, the my my YouTube channel is hilarious because I've now uploaded five things over the last few months, which is the first time in a long time. And the way the video. Streak. The way the videos go, though, is a mix of a wrestler. You see Edge, then you see a horrifying picture of Dipperstein. Then you see Undertaker, (laughs) then another picture of Dipperstein. (laughs) It's just random because the... uh, when we did the greatest matches of all time, which we made a podcast, that's also on my YouTube channel. So you can just search for Peter Rosenberg on YouTube and select my channel. I'd like to change the name of my channel. I'm going to work on that. But um, uh, Dipperstein's face just happened to be the logo of both the Hot Dog Chicken Showdown and yeah. the greatest matches ever. But, yeah, we I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to put up more episodes and just full um, interviews. Um, so the Undertaker full interview video, 50 minutes long, is there. The full edge, 45 minutes long, all there on YouTube. So now that it's gotten so easy to Zoom with people – we're going to try to do more of those and throw them up on the YouTube channel. So we will work on that. But uh, SGG, um, let's jump into the week. What is going on outside the ring that is worth discussing? Sarah Logan um, 
announced that she's pregnant. Um, Sarah Lonan and one half of the Viking Raiders, I believe it's uh, Ro, or formerly Ro. He might be Eric now. Don't quote me on that. Um, <laughs> but they're expecting. So real quick, don't. There is a news story about Sarah Logan having a baby. Don't quote you on the actual name of the father. Yes, it's it's, right. it's, the, it's the ugly Viking Raider, not the not the handsome one that's been getting all the girls on Monday Night Raw. It's the other one, the one who is Eric, who is Ro. I thought I I thought it's the smaller guy. Yeah, yeah, he's the smaller guy. Oh, got it. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but on the vignettes that they've been doing the with the Street Profits. Got it. Um, Hanson's been getting all the girls, and Rose just kind of been like there. Well, now it makes perfect sense. <laughs> right, baby. All, all right, so so congratulations are in order are in order for them. Um, so I guess that's another woman out of the women's division. Um, yeah, she did announce that she was going to take a hiatus um, anyway from wrestling. So I guess you know she's definitely doing it now. We know what they were up to. Oh wait, she. Sure now. She was already talking about taking hiatus? Yes, she was. As as recently as I think like maybe three weeks ago, she mentioned that she was gonna take a take a little break from from wrestling after she got released from WWE. And then and now Hey, we well listen, why. listen, it's important because up until this minute I'd forgotten she was released from WWE. So <laughs> Well that's I'm glad, good, we, yeah. I'm glad we covered this. Angelo Dawkins became a father as well uh, last night. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. He posted posted pictures of his newborn. Um. So yeah, he's he's a father now. Angelo Dawkins. So congratulations to him. Do we have any news resembling wrestling news? I'm not saying I'm not interested in these things. I'm happy for them. Wow. Deeply. Wow. Deeply. But I like actually. Big- this is big life news, and this is this is good news during the quarantine, which we've needed so much of it right now. Like, there's I'm no just, shows. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I'm sure it is good news, and I'm happy for them. I don't know that I know <laughs> either of them enough that it brings me any. I could lie and say, oh, my God, this makes me so happily, happy for Angelo Dawkins and Sarah Logan. Um, I, it's, it's nice. I, th- this is as far as I'll go. It's <laughs> okay. nice. That's <laughs> You know me. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm, I'm sure. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. <laughs> if, no, I mean, SGG, if you if you told me it was a baby stack guy, I, I'd stop the whole show and do an hour straight. But this is okay. Uh, That's is, tr- fair. That's fair. If it was Stat Child Greg, it would be a different conversation. That's but fair. um, but yeah. And what else going on? So outside of the ring, though, there's not that much. It's a it's a slow news day. The biggest thing that I saw from outside the ring is, you know, we touched on the those speaking out allegations and we mentioned that, you know, wrestlers in every company were implicated. Um, Matt Riddle is one of those wrestlers who was implicated. Mm-hmm. And I feel comfortable naming him now because he actually released a video responding to the allegations. Oh, he um, did? He did. A lengthy video on his social media that has, has now been deleted. Oh, but it's now been deleted. Responds to, yes, it responds to the allegations, though, directly. Um, he in, in the video, he admits that he did have an affair with the woman who accused him of sexual assault, but that, you know, there was no sexual assault, that everything was consensual, and that 
his claim is that when he tried to end the affair because he began to be overwhelmed with guilt, um, that's when the woman became sort of a scorned lover mm-hmm. and started to make up these allegations that he is he is denying. He's claiming they're all made up, that any relationship that they had was consensual, that the only thing he's guilty of is um, cheating on his wife. And then they also went on a Bubble the Love Sponges show, which I don't, I that's, don't know that's why. Still a, that's still a thing. That's still a thing, and it's still a bad okay. sign if you happen to find yourself on that show. But um, yeah, they just went on that show, Matt and his wife together, to talk about how, you know, the affair and how they overcame everything. But he is—he's actively responding. Yo, that is the most bizarre thing I've heard so far. I am listening. I am here. Shout out to Angelo Dawkins and Sarah, uh, baby and Sarah Logan's fir- uh, future baby. The first thing that made me go what is the Riddle family went on Bubba the Lunch Love Sponge. In, 2000, in 2020, not only is Bubba the Love Sponge still doing the radio show, but he has Matt Riddle as a guest to go on with his wife and talk. I'm so confused. I mean, same. Wow. For so same. many reasons. Like, who is that good for? Is that good for them? <laughs> right. Is that ratings for him? Like, I mean, I just don't know who in the world this is a win for. No. Wow. That is stu, 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 stu range. Certainly not a win for his attorney either when this guy's going on like a full media tour. Yeah, so you're saying you wouldn't be happy about that? No. The video, not the video, not the interviews, not anything. I mean, let let whoever, you know, take these allegations seriously. Let whoever has to investigate, investigate. If you feel the need to deny it, you know, go right ahead and, and you know, Give a general denial and then shut your mouth because, I, I mean, I feel like if if anything happened, he can only implicate himself further because, you know, the more you say, then the more opportunity there is for, like, inconsistencies and this and that. And just, like, let let any investigation play out. Let the allegations be treated as credible and just, you know, sit it out, let everything play out. But Bubble the Love Sponge is already a bad sign. Oof. All right. Um, what else, SGG? I see, um, I see a couple of things that were interesting. I saw that WWE is now targeting late September for a return to live crowds. Um, I mean, I that, wouldn't mind a Greg History Week return to live crowds. Is that is that when Greg History Week is? It's very hard for me to keep track. It's such a long <laughs> celebration. Well, it's because week is a is a term of art. It's a it's a term of art that could be anything from you know seven days to thirteen days, actually like five to thirteen days. But it, September eleventh has to be encompassed in the week. It's sort of like how Subway's five dollar foot long is a like a ten inch sandwich. I would do anything. Nope. I would do anything to fast forward into time, like eight <laughs> years when Greg has two screaming kids, and and Crystal's like you know very used to this marriage and he's like hey babe guess what it's time for greg history week and she's like shut the <laughs> f- up <laughs> you're right those kids would be so lucky to get to celebrate a greg history week uh the kids would be i will be like i'll tell you how you can celebrate for a full week a full week of taking care of these kids full week let me leave the house 
Um, <laughs> well, I, but but Greg, I will at that time still be looking forward to Greg History Week. Thank it's an you. important week. It is. It's the most important week of the year for me. You know. So. Well, yes, certainly for you. I mean, I'm sure there are others. Your, your mom. Yep. Yep. WrestleMania it's a, it's week. A, it's a, it's at least tied for your mom with her other children for for number one week of the year. I mean, I, I took it to Paris last year. If I'm not the favorite, then I'm, I'm my campaign so, is going all bad. It's a great point. It's a great point. Um, so yeah, um, I don't know how realistic I think late September is. My my guess would be probably not. Right, because people won't feel comfortable going in. I don't think. Yeah, it just I guess it depends what they're doing. I mean, is there a world by in late September you could do like small, like half capacity, quarter capacity, maybe. That could be a conversation. Outdoor shows, I'd be all for that. Now, did they just wipe their schedule completely until further notice? I think so. Because if you wipe if you wipe your schedule completely, maybe you could bounce back by starting to do live shows outdoors and kind of create a schedule over the course of a couple months where in September and October you do shows in warm places at amphitheaters and things like that. Yeah, but then who shows up, though, is this, this still the problem. I mean, I guess it depends where you are. I mean, listen, I I went to... There's a drive-in movie theater here in Brooklyn. It is, it's super cool. Um, it's called Skyline. I don't even want to send more people there because it's already going to be hard to get tickets. But <laughs> I'll just say, my, my point being is, these days people are finding new ways to... Uh, do things and man people were excited to be at a drive-in theater it was a whole feeling a whole vibe a whole energy um and it was a lot of people who wanted to come out i my point is i think particularly by late september you will have people who are so eager that even those of us who take this really seriously who wear masks all the time who are in other words smart and educated and handling business properly will still be very ready for some outdoor activities I feel. Uh, well, hopefully we'll see. Because I know you, I know people miss wrestling. Yeah, I mean, I would I I think I'd go right now to an outdoor event if it was limited capacity. If they said like we're socially distance or whatever. Yeah, I mean, like if it was one of those things where it's standing room, so you can kind of create your own room with other people, and it's not going to be full, right? Like, it a place holds ten thousand. We're going to have three thousand, and it's standing room. Meaning you're not going to have a seat next to someone. You're going to be able to decide where you want to be. Right. I'd, I'd be comfortable with that. I, I, I mean, listen, I was, yo, I've, have you been to rallies? Like, I've been to rallies yeah. out, outside. Felt good. Like, in a, in, in a pretty crowded rally, marching down the street with masks on. Granted, it's a more important cause, but the, the, the thing is this. The bottom line is I didn't feel unsafe in that setting. Right. And that's the um, thing, too. If people, do, if people are wearing masks, then... Like, yeah, if you have sure. a mask requirement and it's open air, I, I'd probably feel pretty good about it, but not sitting next to each other the way we normally would at a wrestling show. I would need, right. like, my – I would need my five, six feet. Right, because at a wrestling show, like, especially when it's packed like that, you end up almost sitting in somebody's lap. Yeah, you're very close to, to strangers. I mean, we all know the physically large one has had his arms and legs all up in the seats of other people. <laughs> Listen, there's I need no, my space. There's no escaping this. Um, so we'll see, though. But yeah, I'm. 
we talked about SummerSlam at the PC last week. It's not ideal for me. Uh, you know, to have WrestleMania and SummerSlam have this exact same look, um, it's not, it's to me, it's, it's, it's not ideal. But listen, what, what is ideal, right? Yeah. I mean, SummerSlam on the beach was a good idea, though. A good alternative. I loved, I loved it. I love SummerSlam Beach Bash or Bash of the Beach. Um, what is this? Do you see the story about Tony Khan talking about the ratings of uh, <sighs> Fighter Fest? I did. I saw it in real time too. It was like he's on social media. It's just sort of like it's it's coming off to me as very insecure, honestly. So take us through it. I mean, it was it was the it was the Great American Bash versus Fighter Fest, correct? Yes. Night right. two. Night the ratings two. Okay. come out and it's revealed through the ratings that, you know, NXT had the most viewers in terms of total viewership. But, you know, the first time this happened, like two or three weeks ago, Jericho was quick to come out and say, Well, you know, NXT has total viewers, but we have the important demo that advertisers care about, which is the the eighteen to I believe thirty four demographic. Mm-hmm. And so ever since then that's been their whole deal, which first of all I think it's funny that Jericho, who is I think fifty or at least he's outside the demographic that he's claiming matters, is saying that this is the only demographic that matters. So it's just like, you're, you don't even matter right now according to these numbers that you're pushing, But which I think is, is ironic. But then it's like, we don't need this every week, to, if you ask me. Like, the ratings talk or like, this is a war, but technically we're winning because we have the demo that advertisers care about. And then this one yesterday, just like, it screamed insecure to me because... I think he was saying, oh, we came in seventh, and, you know, anyone would be proud to be seventh. Uh, my family's happy with that. We celebrated. We drank a little bit of bubbly, which is Jericho's brand, and on and on. And I'm just like, <sighs> if that's a conversation that's happening internally for the company, and it gives them guidance on how to move and, and what to do going forward, great. But I, I just can't imagine like Vince or Triple H or or Stephanie or anybody in any other company really just coming out like every week with the ratings, especially this week when they did everything they could to sort of sabotage NXT. Now, here's the thing. Um, If you look at this chart, uh, it does, you know, you can tell that in, you can tell that they beat NXT 18 to 49 which is what they care about the most, um, or so they say. And right. that's cool. Um, let's see. I, I, for wrestling, I would really assume you're talking about, let's keep it real, 18 to 49 men. Yeah. 18 to 49 men, AEW is a .39 here, and um, NXT is a .26. Listen, I understand saying, like, touting the victory, if you believe it's a victory. Um, and I don't know if like WWE in some way touted a victory, or if this was just them on their own being like, we're... but listen, you guys both lost to. Let me tell you what was ahead of AEW. Um, challenge, great show on on MTV. Great um, show. Yeah, I don't believe you, and you're the only <laughs> person I know who watches it. So, great show. Uh, um, <laughs> we, no, we gotta ev- get everyone... the Miz on here to talk Cannonball and the challenge. 
Well, let me t- like we can talk Cannonball because it's the Miz. But real quick, uh, you're the only person I know who watches that. And uh, after that, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, also a great uh, show. No, no, not great shows. These are called trash, Greg. We have confession. We have to, confession. We have to separate. I watched. I watched the challenge live, and then I caught the replay of Beverly Hills. Uh, but I jumped into that NXT after the challenge, though. So. Oh my. You really have the worst taste in television. It's I, it, it makes me think. No, I, maybe, I have a I have a well balanced TV diet. You don't. You, have you the, don't. No, where you is have the, the where's the good where's the good part? Where's the vegetables? <laughs> the office is not a vegetable. No, I didn't say the office was a vegetable. But like, is there um, what? Where is I want to know where the vegetables are. I guess some I guess some news and I guess some action news uh, on Philadelphia. No. You know, news I watch is, some I watch some local BBC news, news is not vegetable. I watch local some BBC news might be. News. All right, BBC World News. If yeah. that's really a regular watch, I'll consider somewhat vegetables. But like, it has to be I'll, American news media. You can't really, you can't really trust it all the did, time, even when it leans in your slant. Did you watch? Did you like? Do you watch any HBO shows? Do you watch Big Little Lies? Um, I started Big Little Lies. I watch I May Destroy You. I don't even know what that is. I, it's all. It's an HBO show. I May Destroy I watched, You. I watched. I watched The Good Place. The Good Place is really good. Shit's Creek. Which is on Pop TV. It just finished up. That's a that's a good comedy. Shit's Creek's very good. Um, Shit's Creek is very good. Okay, we got we got some middle ground. We agree. Is this is still? Um, I I never heard of this. I may destroy you. I just looked it up. Um, but SGG, we're gonna. I'm gonna need you to hold back on having great. What what, what was the word you said? Great. A well balanced TV diet. Yeah. Well, ba- well balanced TV diet, no, and great show. How, how about enter- how about entertaining show? That's an entertaining show. How Challenge big? would you you would describe it as good television quality? Yeah, yeah, it's a good television show. Entertaining, yes, good, both. Okay. When the challenge when the challenge gets their Emmy, I want an apology. Well, that's never going to happen. So it's been on for a long time, and I don't know if MTV's <laughs> ever won an Emmy for anything. MTV isn't a real network. They make garbage. They are the worst. I can't believe you can still find MTV on your cable. Oh, my I swear goodness. to God, I don't channel, know where MTV is. Channel 710, Verizon Fios, channel 710. I don't know anyone who watches MTV except you. That's crazy. And you are out of their demo too, sir. Their demo is like 12 to 14. <laughs> okay, and so, all right, after challenge, there's the challenge. There's Real Housewives. Tucker Carlson tonight. Terrible show. Guys, grocery games. Can I can I can I jump in with a confession again on this? Yeah. Let me, oh, is it really shocking that you watch a reality show about food? I mean, this is the most obvious that, thing. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Not only is but it a reality it's not show, shocking. but it's a grocery. But it's a grocery reality show. You watch this too. Guys, grocery games is a good mindless show when there's nothing else. Yo, it's crazy that you called that a mindless show but didn't say that about Real Housewives or Challenge. That means the level of guys' grocery games is on a whole different level than even the Challenge or Real Housewives. Because you can zone out. You can zone out. To, you to can't zone grocery. out? <laughs> wait, wait. During Real Housewives, you can't zone out? Like you're No, focused. you have to keep up with the drama. You have to keep up with the drama. Yo, I tried, on the- I tried to watch one episode of Real Housewives of New York because my friend is on it. She's doing I, great, by the way. I made it through, barely made it through that episode. It was so 
painful. And I don't mean because it was bad. I just mean because it was so loud and annoying. It well, was yeah. like, I felt like I was like stuck at a party with like, you know, a bunch like when I was when Alexa and I started dating and all of her friends were like seven years younger than me and I would end up hanging out with like a bunch of drunk girls at the same time and it was just very loud, except make the girls way less attractive and more annoying. Mine's and way friend. old and way older than you. And way and, and it's not cute because they're not twenty one, they're <laughs> like fifty three. <laughs> yeah. It was a nightmare. Uh anyways, then Hannity. I say all of this to say it's not uh, all elite wrestling is not killing giants with their ratings right now. Um, and, and neither is NXT. And this is a time when frankly, while they're both doing cool SGG, considering that they powered through and have been some of the only sports entertainment that exists through all of COVID. I don't know if I'd be throwing a party about the numbers. Anyone's getting right. Especially when sports is coming back. Like, sports is about to roar it's, back. Sports are about to roar back. So, if you thought you were, if you were really jumping up and down and celebrating your your overall, you know, well, I don't even know how to read all of these numbers, but your point, your point three nine, eighteen to 49, how do you think that point three nine is going to look up against sports? Uh, and also, now, too, like... Like you said, if you're touting your victory in like a subcategory, your seventh place victory, which you get no medal for that, by the way, in a subcategory, then like, like you said, what are you going to do when sports comes back? And listen, ratings are not good in general. I'm not sitting here showing off for WWE's ratings either. Don't get it twisted. Ratings are not. No ratings have, that I've seen have been anything to be excited about. Um. Inside the ring, SGG, they debuted a new United States Championship on Monday. Yes. What did you think of MVP and Bobby Lashley on Unveiled, even though they don't have that title? It's Apollo Crews' title. They unveiled <laughs> yeah. during the VIP lounge the new look uh, United States Championship. What was your thought? Initially, I didn't like it. It's slowly growing on me, and I realized, though, that the reason I don't like it is it's not enough blue for me. I wish if they would have kept the blue background with the stars instead of just making that gold. I think that would like have popped a little bit more for me. And mm. that for me that would have been the the detail that that took it over the top into like an instantly I love this championship, but you know with with so much gold it's going to have to grow on me. Uh, yeah, I might have the, the Eagles a bit accentuated. Yeah, might have might have gone the little the Eagles a little bit smaller, a little more flag, a little less eagle. Uh, but that's because I've seen people using the eagle in strange ways recently. Yeah. Um, so it may have yeah. connoted something I didn't I didn't like as much. Um, but it is cool looking, and I will tell you, it was time for an upgrade. Yeah, because what had it been, like 10 years or so? 10, 11 years? I, I think so, man. That I think 10 or 11 years. Which, and don't get me one, wrong, and, I love that one, but like you said, it needed an upgrade. Yeah, it was cool. I didn't realize, I'm looking at a picture of the old U.S. title now. Did you realize that, at least on this one I'm looking at, the, the old U.S. title, on the side plates, there was a, um, a Statue of Liberty side plate? I did. I didn't know that. That's cool, actually. What are the side plates for this one? Do we know? 
They're just the generic ones so that you could change them out, if I'm not mistaken. But there should be a second layer, no? I don't think other, I don't think the new titles have like the secondary side plate. I think they just have the one, and then that, that's it. So this begs the question, SGG. Do you think that what they're heading towards, because obviously for me, um, it's the most interesting storyline going. I mean, the two biggest storylines going on Raw right now are MVP, Apollo Crews, and um, Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio. Um, I am, of course, most dialed into the MVP storyline. And and my question for you is, do you think this could be leading towards an MVP title reign? My thought was Bobby Lashley helps MVP win. MVP is then the title holder managing this wrestler. Obviously, there's something weird and off-putting about that. It strains the relationship. And then at some point, there's the breakup of MVP and Bobby Lashley on the strength of MVP. And this could be months down the road. But on the strength of like, yo, you're my manager and you're U.S. champion and I don't even have a title? What is this? And MVP is always showing off and touting Bobby Lashley and kind of making Bobby Lashley second to him instead of him being Bobby Lashley's second. Um, so that's sort of what I could see happening if he were to win the the U.S. title. You know what? That's um, not what, a bad. That's not a bad storyline either. Has there ever been a time when you can picture someone's manager is champion and they're not? I've never seen that. I don't think I have either. I don't think I've ever seen someone's talker is walking around with a title and talking about how great someone else is. Meanwhile, they're the champion. I think it would be. And it's perfect for the MVP character. You know, it would be so obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Like, he just can't stop talking about the fact that he's champion. So, Especially uh, if know, Bobby but, Lashley is the one who, like, continues to save him and keep him. Exactly. And so it really ends up that Bobby's just his bodyguard. He's not managing him. Bobby's his bodyguard. And then one day, Bobby comes to that realization. The problem is, I don't really want a Bobby... Lashley face turn because I think this version of Bobby Lashley is better. Well, one of them is going to have to turn. And honestly, it might be better for MVP to turn. Like Bobby just thrashes him so bad that, <laughs> that he's the good guy. I don't know though, but MVP, while he'll be fine, he'll be MVP would definitely be better as a baby face than Bobby would, in my opinion. It, he's so in his bag when he's a heel. Mm hmm. Like, this is just sort of so natural to him. Um, but, my, but my number one question for you is, do you think that he's going to win, though? Do you think MVP beats Apollo Crews? I mean, he got Lashley, so. I don't see how, I don't see why not. Yeah. I don't see why not. And Lashley has, has displayed no issues over the past few weeks with just jumping in and putting the beats on people. On behalf of MVP, Ricochet right. caught it. Cedric Alexander caught it. Apollo Cruz has caught it repeatedly. Our Truth caught it. Um, these weren't his battles, Bobby Lashley. These were all MVP's battles that he got into because of his own mouth. And so I think when the time comes, Bobby Lashley is going to just have his back again and thrash people again. Um, and then how do you feel, uh, what, where are your thoughts on the, uh, on the Rey Mysterio, Seth Rollins story in general? And, and then what about the controversy of, did you, do you read anything about the eye for an eye match controversy? 
Um, which which part of it? That that um, AEW did one a while ago. I think that's so dumb. I don't even think that's a controversy. Oh no way! There, you're, so you're saying for the second time in one episode, AEW has a statement, and you are coming down against AEW and in favor. Not of even AEW. against it. Like, listen, if WWE was doing the whole ratings thing, I would, I would call it insecure as well and i would even take it a step further i would call it trumpian because that's the only other person i can think of that takes every perceived slight and then runs to the ratings talk like ex- i can't well, think yeah. of another executive in anywhere that does yeah, that, that that's not a okay that's not a horrible argument um i don't disagree with that argument that is interesting however it's, you would also agree insecure. i agree but you would also agree it is it is a random coincidence though it is, but then it's like, that's what we want. We want these companies, if one company has a fire idea, you take it and then you put your interpretation on it. We don't want any one of them to lock down these fire ideas because AEW had a Money in the Bank match last month. Like money right in the Bank around, Yeah, right around the same time as WWE's Money in the Bank match. And now, we didn't care. We, wanted a, we just wanted a fire match. Now, we didn't get I it, would... but... Well, you didn't like that match? It was all right. Yo, you are the you are really on one today. I you are on a really because the big heavy... reveal was Brian Cage and all. Like, come on, it was all right. The you didn't even watch the, the you didn't even watch the, you didn't even watch the pay per view with us. No, I didn't watch it with you guys. I caught it later. I saw the, the but the main event stole the show. Like, which it should be. It was the main event, so it's not even fair to say the main event stole the show, quote unquote. But it was a one match show, and it wasn't that match. But but I will say, you said the important thing is to steal fire ideas. Is the eye for an eye match a fire idea? It could be. It could be. I mean, depending on how it's done. Because, I mean, and you know what, too? Like, that blindfold match way back in the day, Jake Roberts and Rick Martel, is like, on paper, it was whatever. And then it ended up being, like, a, a great match in terms of, like, psychology and just the build of waiting for these people to get their hands on each other. So, I mean, depending on how it's done, this Afro and I match could be the match that's used in, like, a big blow-off feud that both companies should keep in their bag and keep developing. Because, I mean, we haven't seen it before. We've seen it for the first time from both of them. It's not going to come out of the gate as, like, this great, you know, best ever thing. But if they keep at it, keep tweaking it, it's sort of like the development of the ladder match, right? Bret Hart bought it from Calgary. And then him and Shawn Michaels have the first one, which in terms of matches is cool. But in terms of ladder matches, is like it doesn't even register. Then you get Shawn Razor. Then you get TLC, and now it's like when people hear ladder match, they already expect greatness. This could be they could be developing something here, but it's going to take both companies to like kick back and forth these ideas and then like build. So, yeah, I mean, I don't care. We'll see. Uh, I'm 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 uh, uh, I'm interested in the story, how an actual quote unquote eye for an eye match plays out. I'm not exactly sure, but. Um... I just like that Rey Mysterio has a meaningful story right now, and I think they came up with a real way to involve his son. Of course, you know, it happening during this time, everything kind of is not necessarily what it would be. Right. But I do like that Rey and his son have a story that's meaningful with a top, top guy. Now, speaking about Rey, I have been hearing that, you know, his he's been working without a contract. I think... You know, multiple sources have reported that. So do you think this eye for an eye match, Ray already lost one. 
we already lost one. Do you think this Afro and I match just sees him go blind and then out the company? Or does he, or, you know, do we see Seth walking around with an eye patch for a little while? I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I would assume they're going to. Do you think there's a chance that they would, right now, as they're building Ray's son, let Ray go? I don't it's know. An I interesting, mean, it's I don't an interesting spot. It's an interesting spot because he doesn't have a ton left in the tank. But I I would think right now of all times you'd want to fight to keep him, right? Yeah, and I mean his son too, Dominic. He, you know, he has some flashes of some potential. I'm sure people who like see him bump around and all that think think more highly of him, but he he has to be he has to be really good and I'll say because you know, they don't just let people's kids get in these high-profile storylines and then, like, no. get that physical. So, like, he's on That's Raw a- and he's on these pay-per-views and it's not just because he's Rey Mysterio's son because he could be doing that from the audience and just, like, doing videos. He has he has to be good. That's a very, that's a very good point. All right. Um, so, then there is... The women's tag division, SGG. I, I don't. I don't want to get into a whole fight. We already fought about reality TV. <laughs> you probably love what's going on. I. I'm. I'm still not. I'm still not into the. I don't know, man. The, the combination of Oscar's character and and the like intentional obnoxiousness of Bailey and Sasha. Um. I mean, they are hateable, but I. 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 I think that. And really, it's more Bailey than Sasha. Um, but there's some combination, honestly, of of Bailey and Asuka's characters together that, for me, um, really hinges on uh, fast forwarding the DVR heat. Wow. They, listen, th- Bailey and Sasha Banks, without getting into a huge fight. Well, it are sounds the, like we're going to already. Are the are, hottest are, are the hottest act in wrestling today. The women's division is already spread thin, and I, I mean, I'll be honest. I don't know where Shayna Baszler is. I don't know where Bianca Belair is, but the women's division feels spread thin. And Bailey and Sasha and Oscar are holding it together. They really are. I, I don't know if we watch the same sport. I, I really I don't know. I don't know if we're watching the same thing. I don't. Yeah. I, I, Sasha, I'm fine with. Um, Sasha, I mean, she's just being heel. Sasha, um, I, I I still don't think their mic. I still think their mic work is not where I want it to be. Considering we're in an empty arena, and you know, we talked about this with Edge last week, being able to add nuance to your mic work because you don't have a crowd. Um, I don't get that at all. And and the idea that... I think you are the, getting it, though. They're obnoxious. You called them... You put them right where they want you to put them. But I, I'm telling you, I fast forward. I, I don't I don't sit there and go, I want to watch them. They get me so mad. Oh, I want to see what happens. You know why? Because half the time, the person they're fighting with isn't someone I even get satisfaction out of beating them because I find Asuka so annoying. <laughs> Like, I just, I don't, 
I don't know, man. Like the 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 only character that exists for the women heels on that show is to just be literally like screaming and annoying to the point that like I don't know. There's no nuance to that to me. Like there's no what about what their characters just stand for and they can talk and even if they're not screaming, they're actually just saying words that make me not like them. You know, I'm you look at Seth for example. Seth, it's not really about what he does. It's about what he says, how he delivers it, but really the words. Like, he's a bad guy because his character is bad. He's actually, in some ways, to me, less annoying in this version of him than even babyface Seth, but he's still hateable because that's what the character is. I, I don't get that from Asuka. I don't get that from Bailey. Yeah, no. I, I don't know. I don't think we're watching the same thing. I'm not getting, like, screamy... You're not screaming. That's all they do. That that's all Oscar does is scream. Uh, but Oscar's not the heel, though. But exactly right. So hold on. You have a heel that's annoying, and Bailey does a lot of yelling. It may not be screaming. It's more like just saying a Bailey's obnoxious. Bailey's like it's obnoxious, just, annoying. So she she she's obnoxious and annoying. All right. right. You think the best counter to that is a baby face who just screams? But Asuka's, it's not just, I think you're being reductive with Asuka. It's not just like the screaming. She's screaming in Japanese, which is just like, I don't know. You don't like it. I like it. I like the Asuka screaming in Japanese, asserting her dominance over the women. Because then when it's time but, to get but, the but ring, you're, she backs you're, it up. You're making it, how does it being in Japanese make it any better? What? How is that better? I can't. So I also, if if anything, it would be so much cooler if she was speaking Japanese. And like I've said a million times, she just cuts regular promos, and they put up translation. That would be tight. We've never seen that. Yeah, just but screaming. that's a fine line, too, though. Like, if they did that, then I could see people being just like, although they're literally just translated, I could see it being yeah. like a thing. I don't see how that would be a thing. I mean, I, to me, scream at the top of your lungs, scream in, in English, scream at the top of your lungs in Japanese, to me, it's it's not doing a lot for a character, especially a character who is such a good wrestler. Like I just I I don't know. It, and more moreover, it's not the contrast for an obnoxious babyface. So wait, I, my relief to this babyface, I, I get to oh wait, who's gonna kick her ass? Oh the the woman who they have disgusting green stained tears down her face and screaming at the top of her lungs. It just doesn't work for me. Yeah, it's, it's not. I think when you juxtapose it with like Kyrie, who's um, you know also speaks in Japanese, but like she's softer. I think Kyrie and Asuka together, they go well together as a tag team. Yeah, I don't, yeah, and I was happy to see Kyrie come back. I mean, Kyrie being background helps. I mean, she just came back. Mm-hmm. Um, I found Asuka on her own. This, listen, I think Asuka's. I think she's in the conversation for the best women that have ever been in the company. So let me be very clear about that. Yeah. Um, how, how dope I think she is. This ain't it. And uh, we can disagree all day. I'm, I am not. This is not my favorite thing. And then you mix in the Iconics who have been gone for a long time. Um, and it's, you know, maybe uh, maybe that, that will gain traction as time goes on. And then you're also just, uh, like, to me, it's just overdoing. Like, this should be the time... I wish that the story we'd get between Asuka and Sasha Banks was like, we're going to have Asuka and Sasha Banks have a friggin' 
seven-match series like Booker T and Chris Benoit about wrestling. What do they do best? What do Sasha Banks and Asuka do best? It ain't talking. It's wrestling. Yeah, and maybe we'll get there, but I mean, they they, they don't have the crowd. Well, why not now? Why not now? There's no crowd. There's nothing to do. All this big crowd, all this big live performance art screaming in an empty arena, this is the perfect place to have them have real wrestling. Yeah, but it doesn't, I mean, listen, they haven't, they haven't locked up yet. And it doesn't make sense for Sasha, who wants the instant gratification of being a double champion alongside her best friend, to say, I'm going to challenge you to a best of seven or best of five series for the championship. She's going straight for it. She wants it. She wants it now. And now it could lead to a little back and forth with her and Asuka going best of seven, trading the championship. Or like We can probably get a trilogy out of it or something. But it doesn't make sense for, for her to say, for my pride and to prove that I'm better than you, I want to beat you in the series. No, for her pride and to prove that she's better than you, she wants to take your championship. And then her and her best friend can be well, I understand but that that's because that's that but that's where this convoluted storyline has us now we've been in COVID for four and a half months this could have been forever ago this could have been what if Sasha what if Sasha and Asuka had had a seven match series to get the title instead of just handing her the briefcase on the title the day after Becky left well yeah Becky I mean that, the, Becky left that them decision making position that didn't that didn't that didn't make sense. That wasn't handled well. That whole thing of like Becky's leaving, so now Asuka's champion and she's just running around with the title. That was an opportunity to to do a real wrestling thing. Yeah, but I think the re- problem though is that they were already doing that on every show. Every show had a championship that was held in abeyance and then being decided by a tournament. So to run it again or for a third time with the women is just like we already got the Intercontinental Championship. We already got the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. And then now, with the women, another tournament for it would have been. Title. I didn't say a tournament, but uh, not a tournament. You could have a series. You could have just one. You could have just two great wrestlers feud over that title. It's not rocket science to figure out how to have Sasha and Asuka feud over the title. It, it's doable. And frankly, really, is what I'm going to complain about in this era of wrestling. We're having too many tournaments. We're having too many things based around the dream matches. Like I, I think they should be leaning into the best wrestling possible not leaning into wacky stories. Like if or if you're going to do wacky stories, let's go fully outside of the PC. Let's really push the limit. People listen, I didn't it wasn't for me, but people really enjoyed the Street Profits um having the, the their their what was it called again? Their decathlon. Can, yeah. I it, I didn't think it was great, but people did. And it was something different. So if you're going to go wacky and do different stuff, I guess for me, I could maybe find that. I could maybe even find Asuka and Bailey entertaining in a different setting. But for me, right now, in this, in the way the whole product looks right now, you know, and listen, maybe I'm just, listen, you guys tell us. You, you email us. You tweet us. Maybe I'm just getting worked, and, 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 and I'm just... She's such Bailey's just being such a great heel that I feel like fast forwarding. <laughs> Maybe that's it. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't call that you getting work though, right? Because I mean, that's what they want at the end of the day. They want you to feel something and they want you to to watch. So it's not a it's not a good work if it don't work. 
like if you're not watching then you're not getting work uh, I, it's just like falling falling flat and also that's what you watch for you watch to get the emotional investment you watch way, you, to know get what I, work. you know and, and you know what i mean I, i'll say this right here i don't give a damn i know it would be edgy i i think they should make the bailey character a karen mm-hmm. who's constant who's constantly threatening to call the authorities you don't have to be offensive. You don't have to draw in. You can play. The Karen thing has become broad enough now. It's not just about race. It's about masks. It's about entitlement, right? I I believe you could play into Bailey being this annoying person who's constantly saying she's going to go to the authorities and be something. That's edgy. You want to be edgy? Let's be edgy. That's playing into where the times are, and it's showing real edge, and you could do like, I mean, listen, it depends how far you want to go with it. I mean, you could do crazy things. (laughs) Don't let them go too far. (laughs) No, but I just mean not in terms of what she says, but imagine if like during the day, you know, like they leaked, someone leaked on social media, you know, a worked, a worked Karen video of Bailey out. (laughs) (laughs) Just no mask. of her at like a restaurant, like, hey, I I wanted the chicken fingers. Like we're at a chicken finger. She's like, do you understand who I am? I I I and starts freaking out. And it's like, oh my god, this Karen went crazy today at Applebee's. And it's a video of Bailey screaming. Like, go edgy, do something different. But like to me, just being a childish and obnoxious to me is is I I I want more. And you know, and by the way, like I enjoy Bailey, and I think Bailey's great in the ring. Um, again, this isn't a, a knock to Bailey as a talent. To me, it's about just finding things to focus on to make the talents come off best. Um, we haven't talked about SmackDown at all. What's the primary story on SmackDown this week, SGG? Well, the Jeff Hardy, Sheamus storyline, like main evented. I mean, SmackDown has a little bit going on that I think is interesting. You know, uh, Matt Riddle got thirty minutes um, against John Morrison last week to start off the show. He's, That's wrestling. He seems to be feuding with um, Baron Corbin, right. and they started that. They started that the night of his debut. Yeah, basically. and AJ Styles. Um, but then, you know, we also got AJ Styles and Drew Gulak. Um, Daniel Bryan coming in over Zoom, and then I think the interesting thing you want to talk about, like Karens and 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 you know WWE navigating this political climate, is that now the New Day is in a feud with Shinsuke and Cesaro. And the Forgotten Sons have been forgotten once more. They are gone. Have they been released, or they're just gone? I don't know. I don't know if they they haven't been released. I haven't read, read anything about them being released. Um, I don't know if they've been repackaged, if they're on timeout or what. But uh, I do find it interesting though that the Forgotten Sons has suddenly not been on TV. For weeks, and that you know. Oh yeah, that's it's definitely not a coincidence. <laughs> the feud with the New Day has now become Cesaro and Shinsuke feuding with the New Day. Um. Well, it's interesting. Um, the Matt Riddle stuff's fun. I mean, you know what's you know what I'm thinking about is that you really think about it, with the exception of sort of the. Jeff Hardy Sheamus storyline, which is which is has a lot more to it, and it's more cartoony and and sort of not about wrestling. Beyond that, SmackDown's really the wrestling show. Mm-hmm. 
You know, the SmackDowns where you're seeing the Drew Gulaks and the AJ Styles and the Daniel Bryans and the the New Day. I mean, yeah, the New Days are characters, but they have matches too. Yeah, Shinsuke Kofi and Shinsuke. Cesaro. Gosh, yeah. and you got to deal with Sasha Banks and Bailey on both shows. Yeah, love it. Yeah, it's all you can handle. <laughs> Yo, they're the hottest thing going right now. The hottest thing going. Yes. In every company. Well, actually, I'll say I'll say the second hottest. They're top two. All right, who's who's above them? Well, we're doing gonna do this right now. We can go to the Black Power rankings right now. Oh. Hold on, I might have that right here. No, I have to edit it in. Okay. Oh, wait, no, no. I lied. Hold on. Uh, uh. All righty, SGG. Yeah. In the number three. Black Power Rankings. And the Shad Gaspar Black Power Rankings. In the number three, Keith Lee. Uh, we were talking about ratings earlier. You know, there were some reports that uh, Keith Lee... And Adam Cole's match drew an estimated 920,000 viewers uh, for NXT. So that was probably NXT's most watched main event um, in recent recent years. And I know recent years, <laughs> since they haven't even been on for a year. But it's probably NXT's most watched main event. And I know it was a highly anticipated match. Um, the results did get spoiled a little bit. But as you can see, that had no effect on viewership and interest people want to see keith lee and adam cole go and they delivered so he's coming in at number three for that in at number two is keith lee again he successfully defended oh, wait i don't i don't know if i don't understand he successfully go ahead yep he successfully defended his nxt north american championship uh this past wednesday in a, a hard-fought battle against adam cole a match that is was enjoyed by by all I'm going to go ahead and call it an instant classic. So for that, he's coming in at number three. And then in at number one, we got Keith Lee again for becoming a wow. double champion, standing okay. atop the NXT throne um, by himself. He's in a class all by himself. You know, he, he's dominant. He is about to change the game. He's delivering on every promise that that people had for him that that people made when he signed, and yeah, he's coming in at number one. The Keith Lee era has begun, and honestly, he's taking the top three spots because when 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 you look at the work he's put in and finally culminated this Wednesday, it just didn't even feel right. He was sh he shined so bright it didn't even feel right trying to stand a Sasha Banks or MVP or or Bobby Lashley or or anybody like that next to him. They're all doing great work, but this week is all about Keith Lee. Wow, this is a big week for him. This is a big big week. Yeah. Can you imagine? Black Power Rankings, the you know the most prestigious honor that he's got all week. I mean, and he he's even ahead of the Black Wrestling Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Which I know for him, he's going to feel incredibly honored by that. Yeah, he has to be. Um, All right, couple, uh, let's hit a little bit. Shouts to Keith Lee. And let's hit, um, 
let's hit a couple of mailbag items real quick. Um, mail. Lewis says, should AEW move to Mondays? Hear me out on this one. Maybe the quarantine's getting to me, but I can't help but think that now is the time for AEW to move to Mondays and take on Raw head-to-head. Consider this. Raw's in a creative slump. It has been for a while. At three hours long, even its good shows are a slog to get through. Dynamite offering a fresh, fast-paced two-hour show would be great counter-programming. Two, Monday night has been the destination for casual wrestling fans for over 25 years. There are certainly lapsed fans and fans who who are tired of Raw that might be more inclined to check out AEW. Also, if there's no Monday Night Football this year, they have a year to establish themselves on TNT before football resumes. Three, as long as they stay on Wednesdays, the narrative will remain AEW versus NXT meaning that they're in the rivalry with WWE's least important brand. This keeps AEW from looking like a legit big-time competitor. Um, he said, looking forward to SGG trashing this take. Stay safe, stay safe and stay mage. Um, SGG might trash it. If they ever have a plan of trying to compete head-to-head, I agree, you do it now. Why not? Because... Monday Night Raw on a bad day pulls in double the viewers that AEW pulls in on their best day. And so, yes, them competing with NXT is them competing with WWE's quote-unquote least important brand. And yes, that sort of set them up for like a no-win scenario because, you know, if you lose, you're losing to the little brother. And then if you win, you beat up the big brother. But I don't think they need to be focused on that at all. They need to grow at a pace that's like that's sustainable. Jumping in right now because you think WWE is vulnerable is not is not the move. What about this? What about this? What about you stay on Wednesdays, but just to like garner up some energy? You set up for a like a, a free purview, basically, an event on a Monday. Yeah, now see that's what you do. You hype, you hype people, you build, and then and then they get a one-off, they get a one-off, you know, that they get to promote for two months and see if even that can compete with an episode of Raw. Yeah, that's what you do. And honestly, like, you know, they they went to Saturdays for pay-per-views because they didn't want to, you know, do the Sunday thing for WWE. But honestly, if they're gonna stay on Wednesdays, make Monday their pay-per-view day, like you said, promote their big shows. To go in on a Monday and see what happens. I don't think I think that sets them up better than going in week to week on a Monday against the established. Yeah, WWE. It, it is it, it is a good point that even though WWE, even though Raw is struggling right now, numbers are down. It's it's hard. Their adjustment has not been ideal. Um, I think AEW at first, at least, certainly got a jump start on how they decided to handle things. Mm-hmm. Over the long term. I think it would end up being a disappointment. Right. Um, at, at this point, they're not built for it yet. Even if you think their show's better, even if you're enjoying Dynamite more, I don't think in the long term it would be a win. Um, whereas, although I understand the appeal, I think it's a great point, but I think to hype up towards one event, like the way they did Fighter Fest, but make it a real pay-per-view, not some two-week half pay-per-view, you really hype up that you're doing a straight-up, you know, first Royal Rumble adjacent type thing. A free TV event. Yeah. And then you can see when you put all your eggs in that basket, 
can that work? I think that would be interesting. Um, and I think it would work. M- 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 That's m- a great m- idea. M- mail. Um, Devin says, hey, guys, first off, love the show. Shout out Stack Guy Greg. Um, that's gimmick infringement on Roman Reigns. Um, I was thinking it's time to give credit where credit's finally due. Can we get some love for the Joe Bears? Who are the best, most iconic jobbers of all time? My mind immediately thought of the Brooklyn Brawler and Gilberg, uh, but is the default answer Kurt Hawkins and his 269-match losing streak? Can we maybe add jobber of the year as a Meiji? Stay mage and stay safe. Devin from Baltimore. Thanks, Devin. Um. Uh, listen, you can't forget Barry. You can't Horowitz. forget Barry Horowitz. Yes, yeah, he's my all-time favorite jobber. You know, you can't forget Barry O. A lot of Barrys. Barry O was a solid joker. Yeah. Um. Who else? Gilbert and was all a you good gotta pick do, too, though. All you really have to do is go look at a. Uh, this guy sent me a great website the other day that has all the old, um, all the cards, literally like every live event WWE card ever. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was very into it. Um, gotta find it. By the way, I hope everyone's following the Ultimate Wrestling merch, posting some beauties these days. And if you're not by now, what are you doing? It's a great point by you. If you're not right now, what are you possibly waiting for? What a website it is. Anyways, I'm trying to think of who some of the classic names are from the really repug. Because, yo, Barry Horowitz, I remember he would get trotted out every week. Oh, yeah, they love Barry Horowitz. He was on the reg. And then when he finally got that win, too. The win was so tight they made a shirt. <laughs> yeah. He finally got that win against I think it was Skip. It was it was Skip. In terms of recent Joe Bears, man. It's just Kurt Hawkins. It's I know sadly they, what they end up doing is they just take people who are like not having their best moment and make them a Joe Bear. And Heath Slater. Heath Slater was a Joe Bear for a while. Heath Slater was a pretty long time Joe Bear. It's a good point. Heath Slater though was he had like the cushy because he was like the legends Joe Bear. Like if you saw like a Vader or or anybody come back, Heath Slater was was definitely the one. Go out there, take their finish, make them look good. Brendan writes us a pretty good looking email here. I'll take a second here. Mail. Sweet Pete and the Virgin. Um about Undertaker. He said, okay, obviously he's an all time. Um, under any category, no question. But isn't the, isn't the Taker's story super wild? Think of these all-time questions and ask yourself, does Taker have a legit entry in the conversation? Best match ever? He argues yes, WrestleMania 25. Worst match ever? <laughs> yes, anything in Saudi Arabia. Best angle ever? Yes, Sean 25-26 or a cane. I don't think you could argue best angle ever. Um, yeah. Uh, worst angle ever? Yep. Kidnapping Steph. Okay, that could be in the conversation. Best spot ever? Yes, Mick Foley. Worst spot ever? Yep. Ascending uh, 
Ascending to Above after Rumble 94. That wasn't that bad. Best intro song ever? Yep, Gong. Worst intro song ever? Yep, he has multiple entries. <laughs> Coolest debut ever? Yes. Worst repackage ever? Yes. Um, I, it's a fun argument to have. I don't think those are all true. But there, there, there are reasonable claims, yes, on a lot of those. I mean, it really, honestly, it wasn't until I prepped for our interview. It really wasn't until I prepped for the interview that I realized just how ridiculously mage his career was. Yeah. It's the longevity, man. He never left. That's the whole thing. That was the key right there. He got to see everybody come in. So SGG, um, we should put a bow on this thing. Yes, it's, it's uh, we time have to say goodbye. Unfortunately, there are a lot more emails in here. Rosenbergbeats at gmail I'm sorry we don't get to all of them. I will try to get to more. You can always send them again, and we'll try again for next week. Uh, Rosenberg Radio on Twitter and Instagram. Same with at Stack Guy Greg. Uh, in closing, I posted on social media. I didn't want to spend much time on it here, but um, I was really disappointed in the. Um, random Jew hate this week from Deshaun Jackson and then supported by Steven Jackson. And I'll just say one thing that I haven't said anywhere else. I think SGG, one thing that frustrates me, um, and a friend pointed it out to me, and it's just so true. We get so caught up on the Hitler part, which is like you can't mention Hitler. You can't mention Hitler. And obviously that's with good reason. The problem is, though, when you get too obsessed with just the idea of saying the words Hitler – you don't think about the message that was actually trying to be sent. And the message that was trying to be sent is that at the core of black oppression is Jews. It's just an yeah. outright lie. It, it's just that. So we get, that's what's most upsetting, SGG, is that it's not, yeah, I get it. Hitler's the call thing. You see it, boom, you're angry. But really, in this time, where, the, where, where we need people to come together, this notion that's been perpetrated by, by a lot of characters over time of the Jews are the ones to blame, it's just historically inaccurate and, and dangerous and horrible. So while we're condemning these things for, as we should, let's remember what we're really condemning. Not just using the word Hitler, but making up a narrative that Jews are at the core of oppression of black people. In fact, not only is it not true, it does such disrespect for the relationships that have existed since the civil rights era and before mm-hmm. between the black community and the Jewish community. Yeah, it, it's sad that that keeps getting perpetuated too. Like, I, I have no words, honestly. It's so frustrating, especially right now. You're just like, really? Is this what we need to... to to, to to distract people with this nonsense, which is not a and thing. I was like, really... it didn't even it didn't even come from like there's no incident that you can point to in recent, and by recent I mean like the last it, it, few it, years. Like there's nothing. It's it's like this. Uh, it's like one of those Twitter things where it's just like nobody colon, and then it's like Deshaun and Stephen Jackson jumping in. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like like nobody was asking. And now here comes some division for no reason. And Steven Jackson really disappointed me because his his decision to agree and double down made no sense. I called him. Him and I had a whole conversation about it, SGG. I thought we made progress. Thought he was going to come on Ebro in the morning the next day. 
he heard us talking about it and decided to cancel, which I thought was super weak. Yeah, it is. It really is because it's like if you're gonna say that, like stand by it. Go defend it. You get a phone. You get a phone call from a person of the group who was offended. I called out of being real. I tried to be super cool. Started off top being like, "Listen, I don't believe you hate Jews, bro. Let me explain why. What you said, how it affected me and other people. We had a good conversation." You're all set to come on the next day. You hear us talking about it. I know we weren't being offensive in what we were saying. And 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 then you decide, oh, I'm going to back out of the convo? And, come and on, that's man. the other thing, too. Like, people people like that that don't like to be challenged like that is like, that is weak. If you uh, like and, and stand then it, with it, defend yourself if you, if you think that. And, no, no, but then he gets to this whole thing of, like, I don't have to defend myself. Fam, come on, man. I rarely go, well, hey, if a white person did it, I don't. that argument doesn't generally stand. But if a white celebrity at this moment was to say something that bad and, and then turn around and go, I don't have to apologize, you'd be canceled for life, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. So you just said, if you just said something that people took as some sort of acknowledgement of what Deshaun Jackson said, and you think you, you're not obligated to have to stand there and take the heat? Like, oh, I said my piece. I'm done. That's the Hulk Hogan route, bro. Yeah. That's the David Portnoy route. <laughs> that, that ex- oh, I, didn't even, I didn't even see his attempt. He tried. He didn't even. He, didn't, he was like, I'm not apologizing. I don't have to. You can't cancel me, which is like, nobody's trying to cancel you. That's the other thing. Like, people, people mistaken being canceled. Because, like, yeah, in certain people in certain positions, Nobody's stopping your career. No, they can't be. We cannot. Yeah, because stop your if career. you're if your if your supporters have no moral scruples, you can't be canceled. Right. But you can be challenged, and that's the thing. You don't. You all. Exactly. You also don't want to be challenged. Nobody's. Nobody's <laughs> going to stop your money. People aren't like none of that's going to happen. But people are also going to call you stupid and explain to you where you messed up. And in your case, you try to like educate and and do it with kindness and and, and all of that. But if you don't even want yeah. that, then you're a clown. And on that note, stay mage, SGG. And take it easy, mate. It's professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. At this time, I would like to introduce in the corner to my left. The majesty. Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. And then I went to makeup and like stat. Bret Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Does this place look haunted? No, I don't think so. What about those two creepy girls? Come stay with us. That is truly frightening. You know what's really scary? Missing out on Geico's great service. With Geico, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents. Uh, thank you, creepy girls. Want to see our room? Mm, we're gonna sleep in the car now. Happy Geico-ween. Switch today for 24-7 access to licensed agents.